Welcome to the Mary Gostolo Girl Ahead podcast, the weekly unique insight into luxury hospitality around the world by those who know it best. Produced by Allmont Global and brought to you by JetX. Upgrade to a class above first and enjoy the freedom of travel with JetX, a global leader in private aviation inspired by luxury beyond compare. Wherever you wish to fly, JetX can take you there in utmost safety, comfort and style, at your own schedule and pace. Whether on business or leisure, the world is yours to enjoy with JetX. Jeffrey O may well be the most important hotelier that some people have not yet heard of, but they will and they should anyway, and he needs to be applauded for his work in promoting the whole excitement of this lovely life of hotels and hospitality generally. He's the brains behind and the big influence behind the International Hospitality Institute and such awards as 100 Most Influential People in Hospitality Worldwide, the list that is being officially published middle of August 2022. I can't wait to chat to my good friend, Jeffrey. Jeffrey, how do you describe yourself? Well, I describe myself as someone who is an evangelist for hospitality. I'm very passionate about hospitality, love to interact with people, love to promote the industry, which I absolutely, absolutely adore. And uh, I'm someone who wants to make a difference in the world by living a legacy that's going to sustain and inspire other people. Uh, you know, these are the kind of things that drive me. Well, you're obviously marvelously driven. You were born in Nigeria. What did you want to be when you were 10 years old, Jeffrey? I actually wanted to be a writer, and at the same time, I wanted to be a lawyer. And uh, it, when I was very young, and then I ended up deciding to do something different, I wanted to become a politician, and uh, which is why I studied political science as my first degree, but somehow decided not to pursue that. You have so many degrees. This is why I personally think of you as a modern Leonardo after Da Vinci, of course, because you have degrees in uh, leadership studies. You've got a PhD. Um, You are a pretty amazing person. And on top of all your other activities and pursuits and passions, you have time to write, and which you wanted to be a writer as a child, but, we go, but we'll go back to that later. And you are a big wheel at the International Hospitality Institute. Tell me what this is and how you, and how you decide to give your very prestigious awards, Jeffrey. Yeah, IHI has been doing really remarkable things. I mean, you've got three pillars behind IHI. Uh, One is recognition, and the other one is advocacy, and the last piece is training. So IHI has all kinds of certifications and training programs for the global hospitality industry. IHI also has a lot of advocacy work that has been involved in. IHI rolled out the H code, which is the Hospitality Code of Ethics, 
The industry did not have that until IHI came up with the age code. And IHI does a ton of recognition programs, including the Global 100, the USA 100, and several other recognition programs. And uh, I, as CEO and president of IHI, am very proud and humbled at the same time to be involved uh, with such uh, activities that are recognizing people like you who are doing remarkable things for our industry. Uh, these awards are not given to just anyone. They're given to folks who are absolutely uh, you know, the best and brightest and most dedicated people in the global hospitality industry, folks who absolutely deserve it, many of whom have been working in the trenches and doing really remarkable work. Well, I am so humbled, and, and when I put it up on a posting, you won't believe how many thousands of people contacted me. I needed a couple of assistants. It, I am incredibly moved. How, I don't want to know how you chose me, but... How did how did you choose all the lucky 100 of us, Jeffrey? It's a very rigorous screening process, and we always tell people that this is not an open nomination process. This is not a popularity contest where everyone, you know, gets to nominate whoever they want. We don't want it to be a case of uh, pure pandering when someone gets in a global 100 because we're able to get uh, a group of you know five or ten thousand people together to really agitate for them. That's not what it's about. This is about folks who are doing great work, who are recognized by their peers and the world at large, who know exactly who these people are. If you look at everyone on the Global 100 list, I don't think there's anyone who's going to quibble with anyone on that list. People in the know, who are in the industry, who are doing amazing work, who are leaders in the industry, they know who's doing the great work. So when you mention people like yourself and all the other folks on that list, no one is going to argue with the fact that uh, they deserve the recognition that they've got. So it's a rigorous process. It's an internal screening process. We've got several points, like a 99-point uh, uh, system that we look at. We look at different things, impact that every person on that list has made on the global industry, you know, their area of influence, their circle of influence, what, how active they are. I mean, what exactly are they doing to advance the industry? We look at so many things and in deciding to, to create such a list. And we also want to make sure that people are represented from different backgrounds, different ethnicities, uh, different genders, and it's a list that's truly representative of the global hospitality industry. You've actually answered what I was going to say next, which was, what can I do to help because of all this? Well, further, further the awareness of the industry. One of the things I am so concerned about, as you know, Jeffrey, is making hospitality something that is desirable, something that's fun. Mind you, hospitality is the most beautiful word. It means being hospitable. But unfortunately, in business terms, it's become a no-no because it's tied in with feeding old people in old people's homes, feeding those in hospital who only want mushy food, feeding people in jails, poor people. Um, and that's far removed from certainly the field of hospitality which, in which I am, which is hotels. I believe that we need more and more leaders, more and more heroes. Now, you are a hero in so many spheres, and you're actually going to open a new hotel brand, St. Justine. The first one's opening in 2023. 
tell me about it and how is it going to be different, young, fun and a magnet? Yeah, I'm going to start by thanking you for the incredible work you've done in promoting Luxury. I mean, you've been a really strong, strong voice for global Luxury. I mean, really impressive work that you've done. And, and it's good to know that people like you are out there really advocating and cheerleading for the industry that we love so much. So thank you for your work. You know, St. Justin is a really fascinating project. I've been involved with different brands in my career and I've been very fortunate to do some uh, you know, great things. And St. Justin is an opportunity to really have all of the fun ideas that I have that a lot of my other colleagues and uh, partners have really make them materialize, make them manifest, do things that are absolutely incredible, and really revamp, if you will, the luxury, global luxury hospitality industry in so many ways. We've got opportunities to improve uh, in delivering luxury. We think you've got many brands out there who are doing great work, but certainly have an opportunity to improve themselves. You've got brands in different parts of the world that are absolutely remarkable, but we think that we can't rely on only technology to drive hospitality. And I think that's a mistake some brands make. And I always say that great technology will not make great hotels. Great people make great hotels. And we want to go the distance. Jeffrey, this is divine, but um, if I may dare suggest, you actually haven't asked my que- answered my question. What is St. Justine? Where will the first one be? Um, how many rooms? When is it opening? Who are your partners in this? And what's going to make it different? Yeah, certainly. That's a very great question. We expect the first St. Justine to open in 2023, December 2023. We're looking at a couple of locations in the U.S. currently, Miami being the top one. Uh, You've got Boston and Miami currently. Those are the two markets we're looking at in the U.S. We want to have the first opening in the U.S. because it makes sense to have it in the U.S. before expanding to other countries. So typical number of keys, you're going to be looking at 125 to 250 rooms. And uh, development costs in terms of developing a St. Justine, minimum cost per key will be $750,000 minimum that you're going to be looking at. Uh, The idea is to do uh, renovations, acquire a property and then renovate and flag it as a St. Justine as opposed to doing new construction at this time because it's going to take too long to do new construction. In terms of what's going to be the point of differentiation between St. Justine and other brands, the point of distinction, differentiation is going to be customization. We are going to customize the experience for our guests like no other brand has done. And this is not simply about having, you know, room service trays and, you know, people running around who've got white gloves on. This is taking, going to an extent that no other brand has done in terms of profiling the customer pre-arrival and then delivering on their, on their expectations, delivering on the service promise while they own property. And even after they leave, following up with them to create memories of their stay. So you have brand standards that are extremely rigorous that are far beyond five star and five diamond because we're going the distance and we're not only going to do what everyone else is doing. There's a lot of replication in our industry. We're not interested in doing what everyone else is doing. We're looking to do things that folks have not done before in terms of service delivery, in terms of customizing experience for the guests. When you check into a hotel, you absolutely feel like royalty in every way, on every count, and your every wish that you want is going to be satisfied. Now, you and I know that it's a brand that not everyone is going to be able to afford. I've had people say that to me. You know, the rates are going to be very you know, pricey. Uh, uh, you know, every market 
has his own segment of his own customers who are going to you know patronize you know the brand. And we know that this is a brand for the folks who are uh, a bit more affluent. Let's put it that way who are looking for a discerning experience, who really want to be wine and dine in the very best way possible. Okay, who, who's the we, Jeffrey? Who's helping you with this? Well, we've got folks who are involved in it. I mean, I've got it, uh, a board that's easily the most accomplished board in the world of hospitality. And uh, I think you've seen the list of uh, folks who are involved in the board. I don't need to mention them here. And uh, eminent folks have done great things for the global hospitality industry, uh, part of uh, St. Justin's board. And uh, beyond the board, go ahead. Um, I see the name of our good mutual friend, Horst Schultze, coming up again and again. He is still a legend, isn't he? And as we were saying earlier in this fascinating, wide-ranging conversation, Jeffrey, we just don't have enough heroes. You know, funnily enough, I've also been writing about the need that just to, to believe that if you get the customization for the staff or employees or colleagues or I call them team members if you get the customization for that right then everything is going to follow and I've also funnily enough I posted something today about an evolution I'm seeing in luxury whereby people don't necessarily want to have a standard hotel room with walls any longer. There is a property in New York now that is adding RV trailers, so you can stay in an RV trailer at the Verb Hotel, for instance. You can stay in tents if, if you are at Amangiri and several other properties. And we are seeing an evolution into sleep on the water. Um, the fact that you are not planning your first opening until the end of 23, you're going to see that the whole feeling of luxury is changing so quickly, isn't it? You're going to be in the right time at the right place for the end yes. of 2023. Yes, it's definitely, we think the timing is auspicious for us. I mean, if you look at what's happening with hospitality, the recovery has been most pronounced in terms of post-COVID recovery, uh, pandemic recovery, it's been more, more, most pronounced on the luxury side of things. Where you had, you had ADR up by, you know, massive amounts year over year, ref buys up by, you know, 30% from 2019, pre-pandemic. So there's a massive opportunity there, and uh, luxury is certainly the place to be. It's been really amazingly resilient. You look at markets like Miami, you know, they're doing yeah. better than they did prior to COVID, prior to 2019, notching the highest rev parts they've had in, in forever. So there's a massive opportunity there, and we certainly meant to tap into that. There certainly is, and even though it's not for everybody, it's rather like Bloomberg, I always say. You pick what you like or, an, or a Netflix. Jeffrey, with all your talents, um, I haven't asked you, are you like the other Leonardo? Do you also paint? I know you write. Are you writing a series, let's say, for one of the big streaming services on hotels of the future, on luxury and how hospitality can fit into um, this whole concept of lifestyle promotion? If not, why not? And, and uh, Jeffrey, let's do it together, shall we? Yeah. 
I'm definitely intrigued. I love to write and I've written a few books and I, I just can't imagine not writing. So I've not written anything relating to the hotel industry, hospitality industry, but certainly something that uh, I would not mind. I've always been intrigued by the idea of doing that. I've got so many ideas. and you, I know you've got plenty too from working in the industry. Stories that would have people absolutely just amazed and dazzled. How do you keep your mind active? What's your secret? I, I feel blueberries are one of my secrets and also walking at least 10,000 steps a day. What about you, Jeffrey? I love to run. I love to run. I'm a long distance runner and I love to run, you know, 10, 15 miles and, and gets me feeling, get, gets my creative juices flowing as the cliche goes. So that really keeps me energized and focused, running and running and reading. Jeffrey, you have taken my breath away. You not only practice what you preach, but you are a great speaker and a good friend. Thank you for sharing your time. I love talking to the great and the good in the world of hospitality. And next episode, I'm taking a little bit of a deviation and I'm going to be talking about a small world, the ultimate network for so many people, not only running hotels, owning hotels, but also for the top guests who stay in them around the world. And we'll be hearing about a small world, a small world hotels, and they do manage North Island in the Seychelles, but they're up to so many things. So see you again next episode. Can't wait. Bye now. You've been listening to the Mary Gostolo Girl Ahead podcast, produced by Allmont Global in partnership with Forbes Travel Guide and the ShareCare Health Security Verification Solution, and brought to you by Jetex. Wherever in the world you need to travel, Jetex offers expert solutions and guidance to make seamless global connectivity possible, even in the most challenging times. Join us next week for another exciting insight into the world of luxury travel. And don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about the show.